Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 500. Man, that's kind of mad, right? Been putting out a podcast every week, at least one episode every week for 500 episodes. Absolute madness. Obviously, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I wanted to sit down for this episode. People were saying for ages, you got anything big planned? You got a special guest? I was like, yeah, I've got Buddy Peace, who's been the man behind these podcasts, behind the audio that you hear this whole time. And I wanted, as as someone who has listened to every episode, either as a, a listener or in his role as producer, I wanted to sit down with Buddy and just reflect upon it all. And sure enough, it turned into a two-parter because 500 episodes is a lot, man. But I really enjoyed it. And I hope you all enjoy this and give this a listen. We talk a little bit about how big names obviously get more downloads. And we could have gone for some big name for episode 500. But I wanted to talk about what we've achieved here because it is mad. This is an independent podcast. Every guest has been booked by me. Every bit of audio has been recorded by me and then Buddy Peace has mastered all of them. I mean, we talk about Warren as well. Warren Borg was the original producer for the first 60 or so. We shout everyone out in the episode. It's a, it's, it's, it's been a small team from day one and in a time when podcasts have blown up. Again, you've got to remember as well that when we... I'm repeating everything that we say in the episode. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. Just thank you to everyone involved and everyone who's listened and everyone who shouts about it. Word of mouth, and until Pod Bible came about, word of mouth is legit the way podcasts have grown from day one. So you guys, if you've ever mentioned this podcast to anyone, you're a key part of how we're still here and still putting out episodes every week. So thank you. You can support the podcast or, or celebrate episode 500. You know, if you always hear this bit and don't go over there, head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com and uh, buy a little bit of merch in celebration if you can, or patreon.com forward slash pip. Head to either of them. If, if, if you've heard me say this 500, 400, 300, 200, 100 times and, and never popped over there, then maybe now's the time to give that a go. Um, and also you can catch me and interact with me more at twitch.tv forward slash Scroobius Pipio. That's where you can come and chat, hang out, and have weekly interaction and hopefully entertainment, if I may be so bold. But yeah, let's get into the episode. It's a two-parter. Part one's out now. You're listening to it. Part two will be out on Friday. I hope you enjoy all of it, man, because I really did enjoy having this conversation. I've enjoyed all the conversations, so thank you for allowing me to keep having these conversations. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode 500. And I'm sitting down with the man, the myth, the legend, the best producer in the podcast game, Mr. Buddy Peace. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. I've just started recording halfway through your sentence so that we don't have to to instigate any. 
Yeah, yeah. Is my mic on? Yes. Uh, can you it's hear me? It's the Louis Theroux yeah. thing, isn't it? On Louis Theroux's podcast, there's always some really good kind of... Yeah. Oh, and if you just... If you unplug that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like it, though. I don't know. It sort I mean, of, it your does... camera has just gone off, so it now looks as if we're instigating this kind of... Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's tricky business. I forgot you might need to see my face. There you are. Because I'm just worried that, like, I'm going to start looking at me while I'm talking because I still find it a marvel that, oh, I do this thing when I talk. That's weird. I've never seen myself do that before. It's distracting. Yeah. I hate it. Well, I mean, I should introduce you. I'm joined today by Buddy Peace. How are you, man? Hi, Pip. I'm good. I'm weirdly in my head today because this is a very unfamiliar role for me. I've recorded myself on podcasts and I have spoken I've spoken to people in the past. In real life, day-to-day social situations, I've spoken yeah. to people. But I've recorded myself <laughs> chatting to people too. Yeah, you've done your own podcast, Buddies Buddies. Iconic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um I'm I'm a bit rusty. And it's really interesting kind of getting back into that, trying to get that muscle working again. I feel you completely. It's fascinating. But um, you have been requested a lot over the years. So as we were doing uh, the 500th, I thought you were the perfect person to sit down and kind of have a bit of uh, an insider chat and reflection on it all. Because, that's yeah. That's an honour. It's, 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 that's, really that's really nice to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy to be a very sort of backseat, invisible addition to the podcast. And I understand my role and I've had to face a lot of like ego death in that as well <laughs> in that, like, no I'm not part of the podcast well, I am I like I'm not a spoken part of it so yeah yeah that's been quite an interesting thing but no, that's it's, it's, it's lovely to be a part of oh that's what's interesting I was talking about this the other day with someone and I was because I did an interview for a magazine and they were asking how big is the team or what's the team behind the pot or I can't remember how they phrase it but I was like well yeah the podcast itself the guests, the prep, the recording, all of that. It's 100% me. But the yeah. second I press stop, it's everyone else. Like, yeah, as you know, yeah. I never listen to it. I never really give you any notes, really. Or I, I would rather just, here it is, go ahead. It's you doing that. And then our boy, Jared gets it all on the website. Yeah, you yeah. get it onto Acast. John Harris does some, like, little videos and clip videos and that for socials. So, hey, it's weird the point that it's 100% me up to this point and then after <laughs> yeah. that it's almost 0% me and it's true but but then there's a weird thing where like in hearing like I've been listening to podcasts for like 15 years or mm. before probably they were even called podcasts I don't know I mean just spoken dialogue recorded or yeah. whatever whatever you want to call it um but like it sounds so easy but in all of those processes there's so many thoughts and there's so much preparation so like when you're speaking to i don't know Gaspar Noé or yeah whoever like somebody who's a close mate of yours or somebody who you're like super psyched who's like a real sort of a massive like get for you like you've had to prepare for that you've had to think loads about it then you've got to go through the live conversation in real time having all of those thoughts and all these competing thoughts and like all this sort of that crazy mental dance, that inner sort of inner monologue dance that you're doing mm -hmm. while dancing with the guests and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Then you pass it to me, then I've got to do a bunch of stuff where I'm sort of like, do, do you think Pip wants that bit in? Or like, I'll oh, just move that bit along because you can't hear what they said. So there's, and then you give that to somebody else and then it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's I, I think it's, it's, it's so fascinating. Like when you really dig into it and you just don't listen to it as a, as just a podcast, if you sort of really think about all those little processes, yeah. I love it. Or, or the dance of it all is genuinely interesting because you're right there. And the added factor 
is when there's hard time restrictions. Because again, you're having yeah, that thing in a, that. in a general yeah. conversation or, or a general podcast, I guess. You're hearing what the guest says and you're wanting to jump on that, but you've also got the things that you wanted to bring up and talk about. So you've got that kind of balance of, yeah. here's the things I wanted to ask. But again, I think one of the key things with distraction pieces has always been that we'll go off on tangents. It won't be, here's my question, there's your answer. Here's my next question. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh shit, you, 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 you said that. In fact, one of those moments, I know someone on socials has, has flagged as a highlight. But when there's time restrictions thrown into that and you're like, right, I want to go off on this tangent, but how important is yeah. the question I had prepped? Am I ever going to get to talk to this person again? And and Gasper's yeah. a perfect example there because... I know you had no time. Like they were just like, right, do you yeah. want him? He's on his Zoom now. Like, do you want to jump? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, do you want him this? Uh, this afternoon or something, and it was like, oh shit! And Gaspar, like, no, not not like this, Gaspar. Well, last year are the two times I've come close to ending the podcast because you know from all my other careers, I love going out on top. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting Stephen Fry and having the conversation that we had, I yeah, was like, yeah. particularly again for those who don't know, the first single I had had the line, "Thou shalt not question Stephen Fry." So to sit mm. down for an hour and question Stephen Fry. <laughs> It almost felt like yeah. a perfect ending. And then it's the, a beautiful closed circuit yeah, of your career. <laughs> exactly. And then the Gaspar Noe one as well, because he's my favourite director. And I was so nervous because he's this cr- crazy artist and you don't know how he'll be. And I thought that interview went better than I could have hoped. I was so happy when it ended. I felt there was, was a, brilliant. just yeah, enough that moments one. that I felt I didn't get myself in too much hot water. Like, there was a couple of points where I was like, here's my interpretation of your career. And he'd kind of go, <laughs> okay, and then move on. And he'd be like, right, okie doke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, I was really pleased. And both of them were the times I kind of thought, maybe wrap it up. But then another interview comes in and you're like, no, I want to talk to that person. I'm excited yeah. to talk to that person. I can't I can't stop. And then also I've got to look for another job after that. So it's yeah. a lot riding on your yeah, shoulders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. When did you come in? Because originally, again, we, we've just given a shout out to Jared and to John Harris. Um, yeah. Warren Borg was was yeah. there right at the start, produced yeah, yeah. all the early ones. Also, I need to mention Dan Lasak off the bat, because he's the one who kind of advised me on the recording gear, which most That's of right, which, yeah. if I'm doing any in-person ones, it's pretty much all the same gear from day one. So, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Warren was the original pr- pr- producer. And at what point did you take over? Because I... Struggle to remember this. Yeah, so that was it was in November 2015. Man, so that's a long time ago. yeah, getting on for is it over seven years? Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's, this will be the eighth year. Um, and it was the Adam Buxton episode, which was number sixty six. Number sixty six. That's mad. Yeah, I had, I had a little scan through it yesterday, and it's like I, I just wanted to start editing it again straight away because I, all I was hearing was like, "That's a mistake. I should have cut that out. That Amazing. sounds weird. I couldn't listen to well, it." That's it the like, interesting thing as well, because particularly those early episodes for you and for Warren, it was early days of podcasting, so a lot yeah, of it yeah, was we much. were figuring it out. Like particularly in the UK, we were figuring out how a lot of it had to be, and I made a few n- notes of some some pre Buddy Peace classics. I need to shout mm. out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the Alan Moore episode gets a lot of, of reference still. On the Alan Moore, and I have this a lot with podcasts, and you might have this as well, but I remember where I was standing at yeah. an exact moment in that podcast. It's so weird. And I've Amazing. because I've listened to every episode, yeah. like from having produced it and just from a listener. Like I was standing on Caledonian Road 
train station, like in the underground bit. When he started doing that, is it the gangster? The poem. Poem? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember it's it's so weird. And I've got that with oh, is it Mark Miller? Mark Miller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, no. Mark it, Miller. Uh, sorry, Mark Miller. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was walking in um, Regent's Park. There's so many little moments that I've got. Yeah. It's an exact association with where I was, what was happening around me. It's part of the intimacy of podcasts, yeah. isn't it? That they're just there in your ear and it's this yeah. this personal part of, of your life. I mean, just to run through, through a few other ones. As I said, the Gail Porter and Eddie Temple Morris ones early on were so open and so honest. It really set what Distraction Pieces was going to be, really. The fact that we went yeah. so in on mental health and all that kind of thing... The Killer Mike episode, I reference it at the beginning of last week's episode. The, with, it's the, the fumes are still Darren in McGarvey. the room with that one, man. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's, it, that, that will live on and on. That was amazing. Yeah. Stuart Lee, I think that episode is still, I think, the most listened to episode of Distraction Pieces. And again, it's another one I was dead nervous about because he plays the role of this grumpy comedian on stage. And we'd only met like in passing and then he was yeah. the loveliest guy. Um, yeah. Paddy Considine's first visit, and Riz Ahmed as well. But the one that I wanted to talk about, the key one here, is the Howard Marks episode. Yes. I remember that Warren had loads of tech issues because, again, I was brand new to, to this. So I was in the room I with Howard, him. but yeah, he was dead quiet. Yeah, I remember talking to Warren about this one. Yeah. 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 He was dead quiet. He was at the end of his life, and I believe this turned out to be the last interview he ever did. Certainly, oh, the last long form interview. So, it's a mad one. I remember when I remember hearing when he died and being gutted because Mark's book, Mister Nice, was like one of the first books I've read as like a teen kind of thing. As a teen, yeah. getting into weed and getting into to to crime and all this kind of thing and yeah, yeah, and yeah. justice and the inaccuracies in our laws and all that kind of thing. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like sort of waking up to this other side of um, like the sort of the more grown up side of the curtain yeah sort of waking like, oh, up to the fact real. that there's certain laws i don't morally agree with therefore how, how can i be judgmental of them being b- b- broken you, ah you, yeah you know that was a really interesting i think i speak about it in that episode i always remember me and a family member i try and i try not to name oh we can censor it though now you've you got yeah, me in the we building can, we can censor we can, it we can get it fucked <laughs> out but me and a family member going on holiday to amsterdam and them smoking weed for the first time because it was illegal there. And me having a real weird conversation with them saying, so you're not morally against it. So the only reason you've never yeah. done it is because it's illegal. But if there's laws that aren't... Like, yeah, m- most it, laws it. align with what I'm morally against. I'm against murder. I'm against tax fraud. I'm against yeah. rape. All these horrible things. I'm not against most drugs. Um, I think they should all be cautioned and all this kind of thing. Yeah. But again, I'm not morally against them. So it's really interesting that people live their whole lives obeying laws because that's just what the law is. And it's not actually something that they're against. And that isn't something that had, had crossed my mind much, kind of until yeah. I was talking to Howard Marks, because it was really having that conversation with him and him being like, no, this was the life I led. I didn't, he 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 says, and again, people have argued this, I didn't really know pre-interview. He says mm. he never did anything to hurt anyone. He never did anything to screw anyone over. The only laws he ever broke were ones he didn't agree with on on drugs and people's freedom to do what they wish with their 
or put what they wish into their bodies as such. And yeah, it was yeah. just, he was the most charming. Like you could see, as soon as I'm in the room with him, even though he's this old, frail man, close to death, you could see how he became the biggest <laughs> importer of weed of his generation because he was just so charming and friendly and nice. It's like, you can see yeah, how he yeah. didn't get killed or didn't get or got away with loads of stuff because he was just the the friendliest, most charming and good dude. He was sort of like custom made to sneak through the cracks and like yeah. um, get in and out of all of those mad situations and stuff. Like he was like purpose built for that exact 100%. Sort of and situation. Yeah, that one sticks with me because... Yeah, it was mad in and of itself. Because that was also one of the first ones where I was interviewing someone that wasn't a pal. Like early days, as you'll know, most of the guests were people I know at least a little bit, even though I'm big fans of them, but yeah. Yeah, and I was going through the list and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can see the evolution of it. That This is all on your Rolodex type. Yeah, and that one only only came about because someone who used to work at Sunday Best, who was the record label on, I think was doing a documentary with Howard or worked Uh, with Howard because Howard spoke at Bestival a few times and all that. And they hit hit me up and it was like, yeah, all right. But yeah, exactly (laughs) that. For a long time, it was like, here's people that I can either find in my phone book or look through who follows me on Twitter or Instagram and sling them a DM and go, hey man, let's chat. So with that one, how are you feeling before you go into the room? Like, are you... Do you, like how do you sort of equate the nerves of speaking to somebody you you know well in a podcast format and somebody mm. you don't know? Like how how do you prepare for that mentally? It's, it's one of the things I reference a fair bit, and I mean, apologies specific to you, buddy, because you've heard all the stories I repeat over and over again more than <laughs> anyone. But um, I love it; I can't get enough uh, because I am my only boss as such. I'm only ever talking to people I'm really excited to talk to. And that excitement always outweighs the nerves. I used to have that with yeah. gigs. Like, it was mad to me I'm getting to play these gigs. So any nerves, it probably isn't that I didn't g- get nervous, but it was always that the excitement outweighs their nerves. So going into well, talk with to acting, Howard fucking Marks. Well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's that excitement to be there, to go, yeah. oh, shit, this is cool. And then afterwards, I'll be like, fucking hell, there was some pressure there. And that was tense. Yeah. But it was more, I'm just like, man, how cool is this? Like, let's yeah, enjoy it. So yeah, yeah that was 100% that I remember going to I'm sure it was like a recording studio or something maybe in London maybe out of London I'm sure I drove there rather than got the train and just yeah, yeah kind of str- str- strolling th- through a few rooms and and setting up and as you know I've got a fair bit to st- set up so it's always a kind of a whoever's <laughs> organizing it I'll try and say get me in the room first and mm. I'll set it up before they come in but, but because I don't want the guest awkwardly s- s- sitting there for 10 minutes as I'm oh, the worst. plugging yeah, in mics and because they're horrible. mics that have to be powered I'm plugging them into a, a box yeah. and all this kind of thing and then if you run into problems when they're in the room it's just like oh god this is awful like, yeah and then there's someone just, just waiting like, just arms folded like what the fuck are you, what are you doing like yeah. why am I speaking to you <laughs> yeah yeah I had the yeah. opposite with Mike Skinner I set everything up and he was sitting again it's good mic, Matt. It's a good bit of kit. And he was really into everything I was using. Yeah. He mocked me a bit, saying, like, you know, you can just record it on an iPhone these days as I'm setting everything up. But he was a tech head, yeah. so he was yeah. perfect for that um, for, for that setup. He wanted to be looking at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like at a gig, like when you see people's pedals and stuff on the front of the stage, it's like you yeah. could either look at people performing or people like me will be like, oh, oh, oh what okay, they got? interesting. They're using, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. uh, before we jump into, again, I've got more things on my on my list. And before we jump into any 
listener questions. Like we're going to litter listener questions or highlights throughout. I know you've got a ton of notes. So is there anything that you want to <laughs> pluck out and, uh, oh, and bring I don't, out? I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, yeah, I showed you all the notes I've got. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of just sort of like I had to dig into my memory to get some of the timeline right, some of yeah. the situations and some of the sort of like, wait, so did we meet then or did we meet then? And stuff that for me matters for other people listening. They're going to yeah. be like, I yeah, don't yeah, care yeah. if you met in March or June. Like, so what? Like, but no, I mean, just, yeah, like we, we, we can crack on. And I mean, I'll, I'll just chime in with bits and pieces. I love it. I love it. And on. again, it's interesting our kind of, I should mention as well, the reason I reached out to you was as a fan of your work as a music producer. So oh, no so. idea if you can produce a podcast or not, but I know buddy can make true. voices sound good with music there. So <laughs> can probably make them sound good without music. So yeah, and we met through the, a lot of the, the strange f- famous stuff, or we originally yeah. met outside a gig when you, you and Orpheus were there way back in the day. Pip? Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna come clean on this one. Like, were you not oh, there? Me, Is this a misremembered oh, memory of mine? Have uh, I claimed no, it? No, no. Well, let me explain. So, and and this sucks because like, I'm, I, I hate, hate to do this, but I just want to like, just, just to clarify. Just clarify. So you saw Orpheus. Yeah. But he's got a mate. He's called Simon. Right. He doesn't look a million miles away from me. Like he's got a similar build, similar yeah, hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, he was there with him. And it, and it kills me, but like I, I can't go, I can't live the rest of my life. So in my you. head, buddy, peace, I, I was there as well. I wonder at what point in my head Simon became buddy peace. It's a, I, just, I couldn't live this <laughs> sham of a life it's with a, you having that in lie. your head. But we've got so it. many treasured memories, though, Pip. I mean, there's so many other things that we share that yeah, were, yeah, were true. Yeah, and, we don't need that one. But um, no, no, but I'm gutted because I, I missed you doing the live sets outside yeah, of gigs and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. And I've heard about them so many times. And yeah. it's almost like you recounting those memories has almost incepted that memory into my head. So I feel like I have been there. Yeah. I've yeah. got a picture of you doing it, it in my head. Yeah. But yeah, gutted because I never really, I never saw it. I, I saw you doing live gigs. I think I might have missed the in-stores when you were at Banquet because mm-hmm. I used to work at Banquet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We did a few in-stores at Banquet over the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that, that was a little bit after my time there. But yeah, I think I've only seen you like on, on stages and things like that. So I love it. Yeah. No, I missed, I missed the, the live on the street setup. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to jump on, on the start of the kind of listener comments. I'm going to start with a pal of mine, J- Jordan, a heartbreak beat on, uh, on Instagram, because they wrote a really n- n- nice message. And the first two I want to read out are people I actually n- know in real life, because it's weird that there's people that I've become pals with who are big listeners of the podcast as well. But yeah, Jordan yeah, said, yeah. I genuinely think you having Rutger Bregman on changed me as a person. I was so f- fascinated by what he was saying, I rushed out to buy and read his book. It's one of the mo- the, the best non-fiction books I think I've ever read, as such an edu- education on how we think of community. And that's his book, U- Utopia for Realists. I got into distraction pieces because of, of your wrestling interviews and stayed because of all the really compelling conversations with people from all walks of life. Um, I've learned things. I've heard uh, similar stories to my own re- reflected back to me. I've laughed. I've yelled back at the podcast. Um, and I've loved every second. Also, massive shout out to Buddy Peace. 
I, lo- I, lo- uh, I love episodes where something went wonky and he has to, to bust in and, uh, at the top to warn <laughs> us. Maybe you could, could mess up more, Pip, so we get more buddy <laughs> piece. But um, the Rutger Bregman one is a big one for me as well because that is one that, yeah. as I've said before, it, it legit changed my life. Because And another one I went into really nervous because oh, right, okay. he's an academic. And I'm going in like, yeah. I dropped out of uni. People think I'm far more intelligent than I am. So I went into that nervous if he would be snooty or pretentious or look down at me. Yeah, And yeah. we couldn't have had a nicer conversation. He's been on again since and afterwards. Yeah. He spoke really highly of it all. And and I bought his book and it it blew me away. It's uh, it's astounding. I, I, I was thinking like I, I still need to get that book because I, I was just looking through the episodes and I, yeah. I remember that being like, I was sort of piecing it. So I do like two runs of the podcast before it goes out. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll piece it together and kind of like edit out some of the interruptions and things like that. And then I do another edit just to make sure, you know, it's all as it should be. And yeah. I remember doing the first one. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to the second edit because there were so many little bits I was hearing that were like, because yeah. the second one is the more intense. Yeah. Listen and Going through. Love yeah. It. Uh, oh, it's, it's so cool. And then I was listening to it a little bit again yesterday and, um, so that was episode 190, the first appearance, is in February 2018, which I've love got it. written on my comprehensive notes. And um, stats, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I think, yeah, for me on that one, it, I, he was talking about the um, the refuse collectors in New York mm. going on strike, and mm. then and then the bankers in Ireland going on strike, and the yeah. refuse collectors went on strike, and everyone was just like, no, 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 we need you back. Like, uh, yeah. what, we'll give you whatever you want. And the bankers went on strike, and then they were just sort of like, I don't think anyone's noticed that. They stayed on strike for months and then just yeah. came back. It's like yeah. six months or something. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's one of those episodes that it's kind of depressing how relevant it remains and continues to be. Because I, I tell that story so much because of the state oh, yeah, we're in great, at the moment. It? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I said his whole book is just astounding for stuff like that because he yeah. y- uses examples from history to show where things can work. And again, I think I can be a bit of a cynic at times. I regularly say, like, I'm 100% on board for all all recycling, all green issues. Mm. I annoy a lot of people because I think Extinction Rebellion are brilliant. I think they're fantastic. Um, But I also do think, at the end of the day, the the, the eventual time when mankind is wiped off the planet is going to be the best day for the planet in, in 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 millions of years, so yeah, I seem yeah. like very a, a negative person. But the thing of utopia for realists is it is it's not just a hippy dippy kind of oh it'll yeah. all be okay. It shows no no no. You think that history shows humans always f- f- fuck up or always are selfish or always go in their own self interest or whatever else. And he goes through all these examples of no. Here's when societies like haven't and it's b- benefited. Here's why we have this. It's because. Yeah, you went quiet for a very particular section of that. It was almost like it really specifically censored you. Then that was really strange. Oh, this is this is all intentional, isn't it? This is like, oh, let, let's Straight see what you can do with Jordan this one. Says, buddy. can't we have more technical issues? <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm recording again now, though. Oh, look, look at this. But the yeah. whole podcast has been all scrambled, and it's all backwards and pieced together <laughs> in the wrong order. Um. Anyway, there you go. Have Good that. luck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. As I said, Rook is just, yeah, it's an amazing mm. episode and he's an amazing 
amazing dude. I had him on again during the pandemic because yeah. it felt like he was a good man to talk to and he had a new book and everything. But the, and, yeah, yeah the, the interesting thing about when you speak to an academic is I, I totally understand what you mean about speaking to them and you, you're imagining they're going to be like, what, that's not what I meant? Or like, well, you, you don't, you yeah, clearly don't yeah. know very much. But I imagine that, that they probably don't have a ton of recorded conversations with somebody who doesn't proclaim to be like... Or, or, an expert isn't trying to argue with yeah, them. All. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just the sort of it, and then well, they'll realise as well just through you being you and like you're not turning up and saying here's what I know on this like here's a scroll of all the sort of facts and things that I know and then here's a little list yeah. of all the sort of intelligence tests that I just did. That yeah. your personality will come through and then they'll realise oh I can just have a, a decent natural conversation and then maybe I can yeah. sort of I can break things down in a way that I don't usually get to do because it's re- it's nice like it's like if I speak to maybe like a one of my friend's kids or somebody about music and how to make bits and pieces well I mean often they'll probably know more than I do but like it's nice to like <laughs> sort of reduce what you know down to like easily understandable nuggets and yeah and it, it, yeah. it makes you think wait yeah why do I do that thing and you, you realize how much you internalize and then when you start trying to explain it to somebody who isn't as familiar with it like it makes you realize how much or little you do know yeah I feel you and I'm always hard on myself as well I always think oh I'm a fucking idiot and I'm going to be exposed in this particular conversation but just through these podcasts, I've had some amazing yeah. conversations. So there often is some good sh- shit that can can yeah. come up. I'm going to have Saul Williams on again soon, oh, hopefully. And I always remember the first time I had S- S- Saul on. It's like we knew each other a bit, but I was so nervous. And that couldn't have gone better. Yeah, that, like, was, that was lovely. A couple yeah. of the things he brought up happened to be things I'd been reading up on recently or read an interesting new theory on or whatever. So it felt like... I was just on his yeah. level. Um, and I caught up with Saul just pr- privately um, j- j- just before Christmas. And it was the same. I went in proper intimidated, <laughs> even though he's a pal. Yeah. I just, I look up to him so, so, so much. I went in intimidated and we had a really nice chat and he was l- lovely and complimentary to me and mm. all this kind of thing. And I was like, every time of these things, I'm like, Oh, actually, it's not as scary as it seems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had it like you throw yourself just in. like before we were recording. I was thinking like I was sort of because you put me in a position where it's sort of like I was like back in the day when I was I, I used to like prepare my DJ sets and all my sort of like if I was playing yeah. live, I'd, I'd make sure I was prepared just so I could then freestyle and weave in and out of yeah. the set if I if I wanted to. But the main set would be locked in, and so this one. Like on this podcast now, what we're doing now, I've been preparing and like getting all these notes together and stuff. But I realized like, wait, I'm just preparing one side of it. I'm eliminating yeah. the organic free-flowing yeah. nature of what you're going to be well, talking to me about. It's so It's weird. one of the key parts of the podcast. And again, I, 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 I learned this with acting as well from the Riz Ahmed episode. He spoke about do all of your prep but equally be absolutely ready to not need any of it and don't get annoyed that you wasted your time. And that's one of the keys to the podcast. I'll often do so much prep and have an amazing episode and I won't have got through anything that I wrote out and planned. It just happened to uh, to land naturally. But yeah, I'm going to read one more uh, listener comment because it's from Adam Richardson, who's done a load of artwork for the Distraction Pieces Network and I do Pod Bible magazine with and does a podcast himself called Hardest Part of the Ring. So he says, so many highlights. When my daughter was born, it was a weekly tradition to take her for a drive on a Wednesday afternoon so she could get a good nap in while I listened to your latest (laughs) episode, no matter who you had Mm -hmm. on. 
obviously I've loved hearing from big actors, musicians and comedians, but the most valuable episodes for me have been the people I didn't know discussing subjects I never really considered. Mm. The full fact episode, I'd forgotten about that. Oh, yes. Full fact have blown up since then. Yeah, That was a tiny thing, but now they're on loads of social media stuff where they fact check politicians and news posts and everything. Yeah, and like through COVID and stuff like that as well. That was, I I was looking at them, them through that too. Yeah, amazing. Huge. The Refugee Week special, and again, the Refugee Week special and the, and the Safe Housing for Women special are two mm. that, I mean, we need to talk about, and they mean the world to me. And they're weirdly historic. I think that there's only two bits of distraction pieces that feel historic for, for me, or or of historical Definitely, Yeah, like milestones and, and, that you can, you can clearly yeah. call milestones. Like, yeah. And that was one, because I got nominated for like a humanitarian award and had to go to the Houses of Parliament. (laughs) And I didn't win, but it was like, because this podcast episode had given a platform to voices that couldn't have a platform in any other way. It was a big moment. That Safe Housing for Women one in particular and the Refugee Special with Ramel, who I still talk to to this Ah, day. The Safe Housing for Women one, I was talking to someone under, you know, an assumed name that had been trafficked to the UK in, in sex trafficking and been raped and abused and all sorts Mm. of stuff and it was a really hard conversation but it was an important one and that only just come to the realization that they hadn't done nothing wrong that all the wrongdoing was on the hands of someone else so i didn't want to censor them at all and they spoke really openly and honestly about what happened to them and what these horrible people did Mm. and we put it out essentially unedited obviously you know we checked that they were happy with everything And we put it out essentially unedited, like story-wise. And it was a real realisation that that couldn't have happened anywhere else. I don't think so, Particularly, no. do you know what I mean? Other than on a podcast, you couldn't have put that out. It was it was in collaboration with uh, Comic Relief. And you watch the Comic Relief specials and stuff, and they're amazing, but you couldn't be that honest and open because it's uncomfortable listening. Yeah. And the, yeah. the important thing to me was if we censor it, it's it was her story in her words. Yeah, yeah. So if I censor it, I'm saying, oh, you can't talk about that, as if she's done something oh, wrong. yeah, yeah. And that was the most important part there. And I said it was mad that, I said that, I believe it was the first podcast to be nominated for this big humanitarian mm. award that I said was Houses of Parliament had to go there and the Speaker of the House was there doing like announcements and that. Yeah, and, amazing. Yeah, yeah that was, because uh, I've got that noted down as well. So that was uh, episode 86 with Mir- Mira. Yeah. Mira, yeah. February 2016. So that would have been really early in yeah. your yeah. You sledgehammer me with on the that podcast. one, yeah. so hit you with a head yeah. run. And I said it was a sledgehammer because I know at the time I was in the room in tears, yeah, yeah. and 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 Mira was in I tears. Was, I was listening to it. It's the same same with me because what what I realised like uh, again, you know, last couple of days I've been sort of like sifting through some of the older ones. The thing that yeah. I found so brutal about that was that like the more you got to know Mira throughout the episode the heavier and more kind of I can't listen to this her story became so it's like like you're becoming her friend almost while hearing more and more terrible terrible yeah. things unfolding it was exactly it's that horrible. and it's the same with the with the Romain yeah, episode yeah, yeah, yeah. that the more we both relaxed and the more we both became comfortable the more harrowing these stories were and inspirational by the end as yeah. said these are amazing women who've been through horrific things and yeah exactly that they just felt really special that i was allowed to give their story that platform yeah. and that the, that platform was something that we'd kind of built 
for people yeah. like that. So, but yeah. then also at the end of it, you realize, oh, well, well, you know, she's in a good place now. But then you get the the realization, oh, hang on a sec. This is happening all the time, everywhere. Mm-hmm. This isn't one person. So many, yeah. so many people, so many women. And yeah, and, and then it's sort of, uh, and then, yeah, then it's sort of, it, 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 yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. I was discussing this the other day with um, with my partner, just discussing the saying "one in a million, mm-hmm. and that's that's meant that's tend to be used in a in a in positive angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But on the planet, yeah. one in a million is still like six or seven thousand. Yes. <laughs> so one in a million seen as this this gem, yeah. and again, it's like that's still yeah. a lot, and it it kind of reflects of this situation, yeah. like. No matter how low we get the numbers of people sex trafficked and exploited, it happening at all is fucking horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to get to be able to to tell those stories is, is something that I think only podcasting can do, particularly at that yeah. point. Um, Ad also mentions the Stammer special, which was an amazing one for me because. I didn't know any of the people I spoke to yeah. on that episode until we sat down and spoke and. It's really weird because until I started working with Stammer, I didn't really understand Stammers. I still don't understand st- Stammers. I just had yeah. one. It's that weird thing of you're, I'm not sure if you're from, but, but, but you lived for a long time in Kingston, right? Yeah. You're probably not an expert on the history of Kingston. No. <laughs> you're just yeah, from yeah. there. And it's the I, I same with having a Stammer. Yeah. It's like, I have a Stammer, but I, it never occurred to me that I don't really know what mm. any of it is and all that. So to speak t- t- to those people and hear their stories was was amazing. Yeah, um, that was a really, really interesting episode, that one, yeah. And it's, it's like, in, yeah. In, in the same way, like when you were talking to Lenny Rush as well, because that, that sticks up, yeah. sticks, sticks out in my mind, because um, it's like, I haven't ever heard, apart from you, I mean, I haven't heard people who stammer um, on a podcast. And it was really, it was, I, I thought it was just so fucking cool, like hearing you speaking to another person who has a stammer. And then yeah. like, being able to like, put your channel together with their channel. And it, I thought that was, it was just brilliant. And then, yeah, and then you're speaking to Lenny Rush. He's like a 12 year old kid. Yeah. I, forgive me for not remembering the name of the condition that he, he, he has. Mate, one of my proudest moments is how well I nailed that condition I, at the time. I'm I've been not, practicing it before. Yeah. And because I think anything, anything like that, and I, I can't off the top of my head, I noticed it when you said it. I was like, "Oh, wow, yeah, mate." We don't release the camera, but it really meant the world that he smiled when Uh, I said that because I knew that everyone who interviews him will say, "Will either try and say it or say I can't (laughs) pronounce it or say, am I saying, am I saying that right?" And all that kind of thing that becomes condescending. That's what I just did, though. I I did did that to you. (laughs) I did some research before. No, 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 no. Again, it's fine. But on in that situation, I did some research. Beforehand, I got up one of those "How do you pronounce things?" where there's a little recorded yeah, yeah, voice yeah. saying it, and I practiced it so that I could drop it in casually, and it'd be yeah, I, I knew it'd mean something. Ah, uh, that's, 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 that's so yeah, that's that a good speaks little... to your experience and you know, skill as a host. Though. I mean, you you know that those moments matter, and I think that's it does yeah. matter because it's like, and again, it's such a weird one because it's such a small moment. Yeah. As I said if we had if that hadn't come up organically at then, the start, probably no one would have ever have known that I did yeah. that work and prep to kind yeah, of get yeah, that yeah, there. Yeah. That, that's yeah. great. I love it. So, so to finish off Ad's comment, then there's episodes that. That taught me far more than I ever learned on a classroom or or lecture theatre. Killer Mike, Akala, Rutger Bregman, Loki, Mm. all all phenomenal. What a podcast. And I reckon people will be adding 
Darren McGarvey to, mm. to that. As we record this, episode 499 isn't out yet. But honestly, it's an episode that's up there with those. It's in it's in that ilk. He speaks about time he spent with Loki to research his book. And yeah, I love those chats. Mm. I love their specific examples. Other than the Rutger, they're examples of r- rappers who know their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's something... Like, that's a very specific subsection that I adore talking yeah. to because there there can be a perception of rap or musicians in general. I get, but more specifically, rap that it's braggadocious, it's this and that. And then when you've got an Akala who can give you detailed historical oh, a professor. facts, like, yeah, and and Loki as yeah. well, and Killer yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I said that that Killer Mike episode. I know we've already touched upon it, but that was one that was recorded in a hotel room at one a.m. at night. Oh yeah, he he broke off from something else, or did he just have a show or something? With or? The, the, that gig at the Scala, I yeah. think, and I'd gone along to that, and him and LP were there, who came on later as mm. well, and um, it had all been arranged, and we were like, oh, should we do it in the dressing room or whatever? But everything's hectic at a yeah. gig, so Mike was like, look, if you're about, let's do it after the show. Come back to my hotel. I'll give you as as long as you need. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. So I drove them back. Uh, I drove Mike and LP back to their hotel in Shoreditch. I parked up, I rushed up and set up, and we had this conversation. And I remember walking back from that hotel to my car, wondering if I had a parking ticket, because I've no idea if I parked in a place I should have or not. It was all so hectic. But just thinking, man, we've got something special Uh, there. Because the education that he gave me of America, of communities of economics mm. of all of that was just yeah the smile on my face yeah. as I walked to my car and the panic of wanting to get home make sure it's all recorded and get it off of yeah, yeah make sure it's yeah, all it's recorded like get it off of my desk like, and make it all yeah like, like a full pot of really hot liquid so it's like you can't spill it but you've got to be really careful with it or like holding yeah. a little baby yeah. or something yeah and that was one of the first ones that was really restricted like I knew Mike a little bit me and him had gone gone back in DMs and he'd been on your beatdown felt show we had well. a bit of It'd been on it'd been on yeah, the radio yeah. show, him and LP. So I felt we had a bit of respect and shared reverence of some sort. Mm. But he was in the country for that time and that time only. So if this hadn't recorded, mm-hmm. if this had corrupted, if there was something wrong, we couldn't do this again. And again, everyone else up to that point, pretty much, if something had gone wrong, I could have gone, man, I'm a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Let's go again. But, but uh, well, that, that wasn't the that's case. That's probably there. another point where you could have easily not continue with the podcast. Like, if that had have yeah. fucked up, you'd have been like, well, I yeah. don't know really what's the point. <laughs> Fuck this. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, well, there's one that jumped out to me as I was scrolling through. I tried to look at, because again, there's some huge names and huge stars, and I tried to pick a few that maybe I'd forgotten or get mm. overlooked. And one that jumped out to me was the episode with Jimmy Iovine and Alan Hughes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Alan Hughes, like again, I went in expecting, I wanted to speak to, to Jimmy Iovine because Jimmy did Death Row Records. He did the bulk of Dre's career. Yeah. He did so many cool shits. He's the one that advised Gwen Stefani of No Doubt to do an album that was with like Eve mm. and rappers and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like made these iconic R&B songs. And I thought, me and Alan Hughes, we'll probably have a bit of a chat. I had half an hour with each of them. It was the first time I'd kind of split an episode. Was that like back to back? So Jimmy goes out of the yeah. room, Alan it, it was Alan in first, actually. Right. Alan was in in first. And that was the one I was like, I don't know if we're going to have half an hour of conversation. Yeah. 
but he directed Menace to Society, which is one of the greatest films of all time. Mm-hmm. And we instantly, because I was, I could clearly buzz over that, we instantly connected and we talked about where did that genre of film go because mm. do the right thing and menace and all that were a big thing was a genre for yeah. so long and then they went and it was films about underprivileged black communities but m- m- made by people from those communities well, I feel like they you know? I mean they might have I mean this is going off on a bit of a tangent but like, I feel like that yeah they might have gone to the sort of straight-to-DVD area. Like, because yeah. you do see, yeah. like, there, there's films like, what, I didn't know Method Man was in that. Like, DMX was yeah. in this? Yeah. What's, what's that? And, like, I never heard of that. Meth's M- M- early acting career is the prime example of that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Method of Red Man were in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Method of Red Man were it's in that. He was in The oh, Wire what? as well. I mean, I still find that. It's like, yeah. when I saw him in it, it's like, yeah. oh, what? Ref man, that's it. It's my yeah, and Luke Cage and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It may maybe that did sort of transfer to the straight to DVD market and the sort of like yeah. out out the back of the car boot sort of not not to not to belittle or dismiss it, but yeah. like it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I, no, I, no, I feel no, like I feel it you. might have gone a bit underground. But um, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that's that that, that that chat with Alan Hughes was amazing. But then the Jimmy Iovine mm. one equally was just mind blowing because the stuff that that dude has done it's ridiculous and i think yeah. it is one because he's always been a kind of b- behind the scenes dude like if you know you know he's an yeah, icon yeah, yeah. and and it was all around the defiant one series on netflix which was just mind-blowing the amount of people him in the studio with springsteen early days I, him in yeah. the studio with dre early days him finding or giving eminem his break and all this kind of thing yeah. and all of these things it's it's ridiculous but yeah it feels like it's one that I never hear anyone mention. Yeah. But as I was looking back, I was like, "Man, that was a chat." And he gave me he he gave a bit of advice that I took with me because I was like, "I was like, how do you having done all you've done?" Because he seems to collaborate so much. Mm. I was like, "Having done all you've done, how do you take feedback and advice and yeah. arguments and, and things like?" That? And he said, "If you cast your life correctly." Which is an interesting remember, way of yeah, saying it. Looking at life yeah, as kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. a film. Yeah. If you cast your life correctly, taking feedback and taking notes is easy. Like, the, yeah. the, Dr. Dre g- g- giving his opinion isn't going to make me go, no, f- fuck you, man. I've worked really hard on this. You're going to go, so all right, yeah. I'm going to listen to what Dr. Dre has to say. I remember him say. saying it and I remember it sticking in my mind and you saying it, it's, yeah. almost, it's triggered that memory now. Like, I, yeah. I remember that. It was an amazing yeah. one. It was an amazing yeah. one. Like People talk, particularly in the arts, particularly with music, particularly with acting and script writing, people talk about getting feedback all the time and how it can r- ruin friendships. It can make people yeah. want to leave labels, yeah, yeah, all this yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And you look at that and go, well, that probably means... Number one, you're a little bit sensitive, but number two, you don't respect where that feedback is coming from. If it's coming yeah. from someone you have respect for, for, then you can either take it or you can go, I see where you're coming from, but, you know. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree. Yeah, and, I, and that was that was from chatting to J- Jimmy, and that was, yeah. That was yeah, and, and that, that's the kind of thing that you 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 personally, having asked it, like, you're going to listen to Jimmy Irene and, like, you're going to take yeah. that on board yeah, as, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's sort of certified and tried and tested. He knows what he's like, doing. Look at what yeah. he's doing now, and yeah, 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 that's yeah. a good one. It's a, a dope one. Have you got anything else on your on your oh, notes or um, anything you want to bring up at yeah, all? Yeah, well, because again, well, both of us. I mean, this might have to be a two parter if you if you've got time. I've, I've totally but, um, got time. I mean, it's it's more like how you're fixed. I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, I've got tons of notes. It's like I'm not going to get to mention all of these. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, I guess. Well, there's one thing that's a bit more like, and if I ask you questions about me. 
again, I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned ego two or three times so far. And I'm, I'm <laughs> noting it because I, I know one when I'm saying it. But like, some of these might be a bit sort of like, so what do you think about me sort of thing? But what, no, what no, I'm no, wondering no, is God. like, how do you find putting your trust in me with what you're saying and like my decisions and like, so you give me the episode and uh, you've yeah. obviously got a few things in your mind that are like, uh, maybe we should like, you know, not have that in the episode or something. But like, yeah. do you even think about it? How how much trust you've, you're have you putting in me? Yeah, again, it's a, for the, that was only a thought at the early yeah. day of of deciding to to get you on board, and it was like, no, yeah, I've got complete tr- 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 trust there, and there's an awareness that you know me well enough to know I don't particularly think I need anything edited out. Again, dr- dr- drunk casts aside, <laughs> um, I, I I don't I'm not generally going to have any any nerves. Yeah, yeah. Generally, most of the edits I'll give you is when a guest has got something that they feel didn't come across right or whatever else. Mm So I know on my side, you'll just go in at what works and you'll edit if there's any, you know, awkward, like particularly over Zoom every now and then, then there will be the the other person's talking and it seems like they've stopped. Mm. So you go to talk and then it turns out they're continuing and things like that. So I know things like that will just be polished and it's like, right, it won't be a thing. But yeah, complete... a, a, tr- a trust there and never kind of oh, that's good. A worry over it but again I think one of the reasons for starting was the the podcast was I wanted to have these amazing conversations but I also wanted to give a more accurate representation of who I am mm. because I started to find on socials a little bit that because of s- 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 some of the wordiness or whatever else in my lyrics people would think, as I said before, either I'm more intelligent than I, I feel I am yeah. or I'm more this or more educated or whatever else. I was or, like, or, you, or you're like fronting like you're more intelligent than you are or like yeah, you're pretending. Yeah. And to it's be, like, yeah. no, I, I want it to be as clear as possible who I mm. am. And then if you don't like it, then that's fine because yeah. you've got an accurate representation. It's a weird thing when you kind of blow up a bit in the era of social media because you have to accept that there's going to be people who don't click with you and think you're a prick. Mm -hmm. And that's a weird thing. But as said, my thing was always, I feel far more comfortable with people not liking my shit if they they know it accurately, rather than, oh, they've heard thou shout and think I'm really preachy and judgmental. It's one song, and it's, it's one song from a long time ago, but... You know, you do you. But yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I completely understand. See, so yeah, there's a comfort there on my part. And as I said, that trust early on, I wouldn't have hit you up for it if you weren't someone I thought, yeah, this put, like, we know each other well enough yeah. to know that there's not going to be an issue. And I know that you'll hit me up if there's anything that that you think is slightly. Yeah, definitely. And, and like, I'm not sure about this, man. Yeah. What do you think? Do you want me to put this out? And I'll either <laughs> I'd feel comfortable going, yeah, or if we kind of go, nah, good point. It's quite rare it's, that uh, that happens as well. I mean, there, there, yeah. there's a few, I mean, I was like, sort of like listening through a couple of the ones that I got noted down and it's like, for instance, like, yeah. I'll say this, like on the Goldie one, I listened back and I, I clicked straight to this, he said something later on in it and I was like, oh, I would have absolutely sunk that nowadays. And right. Because it, it was just a bit yeah. like off colour sort of thing. Like, and it wasn't, it was something right. I was like, oh, that hit my ear wrong. But yeah, right, I mean, it, right. it's just the, the kind of thing that, I know I can do now easily, but it wouldn't be at the yeah. detriment of the podcast. It's not like he said something really important and then it's like, wait, yeah. but 
I feel like there's something missing there. It's just it's just a little throwaway comment, and you know he wasn't being he wasn't being horrible completely. That. And that kind of stuff can happen all the time. Yeah. And again, it's the it's always the risk of something being taken out of context. Yeah, because yeah. I feel all the conversations, even if someone m- misphrases something, if you've listened to them for an hour, you know they've not yeah, meant that, exactly, that way exactly. or whatever else. Whereas if not, that can pop. Yeah, but yeah. the Goldie one is the other one that I was saying about two episodes that I think have kind of historical yeah, relevance. That's why I got that written down. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and that was a mad one because I must have been messaging you at the time. When that was being reported... On the TV news in America, Australia, yeah. England, all over Europe, on social media, in print media. And it was a few days after the episode had come out as well. Yeah. So the 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 belief was that Goldie may have exposed who Banksy was. And again, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At that time, so that I... I was living in Laos for two years because Mrs. Mm-hmm. Peace was out there for a really long time and I was out there for two yeah. years and we moved back to the UK. It's, it's a long story and it's it's all good and it's not just me being a jet-setting millionaire. Or it's nothing to do with that. This was like it's minimum not. wage buddy back in 2015 doing yeah. things for love and it was all very sweet and, and, and nice. But beautiful. Anyway... Uh, I so I started this when I started editing and working for you basically in when I was in Laos and I remember seeing all the stuff happening on social media about the Goldie episode when I was out there and I was sort of like because I wasn't in the UK it what? didn't yeah yeah it, it didn't feel <laughs> like it was connected to me and then I was like yeah. wait what is going on and then I started looking into it and then I, was, I was hit you up and said like did I really fuck up just now? Like, have I just exposed something without being, left something being completely oblivious to it? When I was listening to it, nothing in my mind was like, oh, better cut that out. I was really worried about that. Mate, I was in the conversation and, and nothing in my mind was. Yeah. I remember a, the pacing in the hallway upstairs above where I'm sitting yeah. now and being proper nervous, hearing from Huey Morgan, um, who's mates with Goldie yeah. and with, with Banksy, I believe. Uh-huh. And then hearing, getting a phone call from Goldie and thinking, oh shit, is this going to be saying, <sighs> take the podcast down? Oh my God. Whatever else. And Goldie is mates with with Banksy and with the person that all the papers thought we had exposed to be Banksy. Uh-huh. So he yeah. was on top of all yeah, of it. Yeah, so yeah. he could really kind of say, if we're in trouble. Because I was worried. Because, mm. yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was cracking up. And he was because because they they'd kind of decided that they felt he said R- Robert or Robo yeah, or yeah. Rob or something, yeah. and people it was w- one tweet as well. I don't know if the tweeter realizes, but one because I said that episode had been out a little while, mm-hmm, yeah. and then one person tweeted me or tweeted about it saying, "Has he just said? Has he just <laughs> exposed the dude from Massive Attack as being?" Yeah, Banksy? that was it. That was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it felt like none of the news places listened because mm. all of the references were to that tweet. Yeah, and if you if you listen, I'm sure it's I'm sure he says R- 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 Robo or something like that. Oh yeah, actually, because that would make sense because there there was somebody there was R- the King Robo. Yeah, wasn't that's it. it. Yeah, because yeah, he was around um, Islington when I was I was I lived near yeah. there and I remember seeing his stuff around there quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, it was this kind of big thing. <laughs> And all of the tabloids were sitting outside the dude from Massive Attack's house. Oh, you see it? Well, because of that? B- because of that. So when Shit. when Goldie rung me, he was like, mate, 
Rob from Massive Attack. He's he like, wants, he wants to be on the got, podcast. He's got the Guardian outside his house. He's got this and that. And I was like, yo, what? I'm so sorry. What do we need to do? Is that like, nah, it's cool. It's all, <laughs> it's all nonsense. It's stupid. Oh. And he was cr- a cr- a cr- a cracking up and he'd spoken to the dude from Massive Attack okay. about it. I believe he'd spoken to Banksy about it. And it was all kind of, everyone's laughing. Insane. Don't worry. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll give a shout out to any any continuing listeners who jumped on board at that after that episode. Any Anybody yeah. who's still here after that, salutes to you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That was a, that was a, a mad one. <laughs> I remember getting annoyed at the time and looking into if I could like sue or get money from any of the news outlets who were posting the clip of it on oh, their website. like copyright. Because I'm like, right, I own that. Yeah. So if you're taking that clip, you you maybe can't play it. Yeah, that. like you're digitally reproducing it for millions again, of people. Because again, that episode has had a lot of listens, yeah. but it didn't have a crazy, crazy spike. It did it like considering how many places around the world it was r- r- reported, you'd think that that episode has had tens of millions of listens. I imagine that getting royalties like, off that little clip. It, it's in one of the bigger ones, but it's because, as I said, it's because everywhere just took that clip yeah. and posted that instead. If you if you couldn't do that, then even if it's transcribed, people would probably go, I want to go and have a listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I remember, I think I hit someone up who was a lawyer or something, <laughs> and then I just forgot about it. Uh-huh. I, I, didn't, I didn't go any further than that. Just in that moment, yeah. I was like, well, in that case, I want to try and r- 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 rip the benefits from well, this yeah. if we're going to go viral but oh boy oh but yeah god damn yeah. what a what a scary time though because i mean i not only had i i mean that wasn't very far into my editing i was gonna say know. and us being on different t- 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 time zones as yeah. well oh, like, yeah, was, what can we do yeah and i was always like six <laughs> hours ahead of you and yeah oh geez that's that's funny <laughs> um i'm gonna read a couple more comments i'll try and get through all of these mm. but we might not mm. Mosher Mags, which is a, a really good page on on Instagram, actually, it's mm-hmm. all like interviews and, cl- and clippings from old Kerrang and Metal Hammer, oh, wow. and that kind of thing from like nineties, early nineties. That was my time. I was, I was, that I was, was my time of it as well. Yeah. It's fucking great. Sweet. Keeping on on brand for, for me, when you interviewed Wes Borland and told him you had been kicked out of a club for being t- too ex- excited when Limp Biscuit came on, that was a highlight. Chatting to Wes Borland, and at that point, him not being the biggest fan of Limp Bizkit was a mad one. Him talking quite openly about how it was weird that he was this kind of artist, bassist, guitarist, yeah. and then Limp Bizkit blew up and were very much kind of, a lot of their fans were very much the kind of frat boy thing. Yeah, yeah. And him being really honest and open about how hard and weird that was for him as the kid at school who would have been beaten up by that crowd. Yeah, yeah. And then now his crowd. That was a good one. I don't, uh, it's a good one, man. Yeah. Um, I said, it was really weird. He was doing his his side project at the time as well, which was really good. And me and Wes had buddied up in LA. Like, we were going to be doing an album t- t- together. Me, Wes, Danny Lonner and, Tra- and Travis yeah, Barker. Right, right. It never came about. I think... Um, yeah, that was a good chat. I think because the, the reason I'm spacing a bit on that is because that wave of music kind of mm. passed me by a bit or I passed it mm-hmm. by and I and I hear you know I hear you and Chris talking about it sometimes on, on Hardcore List uh, sorry we on, love um, that new metal on the drunk cast on the drunk cast yeah and um, it never stuck to me at all like I was, I went yeah. in I got into like metal <laughs> punk then into hip hop all the way and then into funk and psych yeah. and all the other stuff but that side of metal you just missed the new metal era I, man. I really you're did 
Have you watched the um, Woodstock? The Woodstock documentary on Netflix. Yep, I have indeed. It's fucking amazing, isn't it's it? Unreal. Um, well, I mean, just speaking of the of the of the drunk cast, the very next comment is the, the Dudley Dave saying, "I used to struggle with the drunk casts. Now, really enjoy them each year." <laughs> I love how naturally n- natural you are and how open you are and how unabashed and unbiased and sometimes v- v- vulnerable. So glad that this this last one extended to five episodes. <clears throat> Let's talk drunk casts a bit because they've it. all been in your era, haven't yep. they? I'm sure prior to, to, to you, the Christmas special was S- Simon Pegg for Warren, which is a far easier edit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the drunk cast became a thing and Dave's nailed it there. Because this episode, f- f- the episode five of the, of this year's drunk cast, I think, is the epitome of what the drunk cast is. Because yeah, it contains everything. For the bulk of it, it's an absolute fucking mess. It's drunk people talking shit, possibly getting slightly offensive, partly because we talked about what is offensive and what isn't, yeah, and yeah, what yeah. is. Sure. So it's it's a bit of a mess there. But then the fact it ends with me. And Stu, at least, crying mm. about how hard the world is for women. And I, again, I've still got my only memory of that drunk cast is me, in that moment, me trying to talk about it and Chris reaching out silently and just putting his arm on my shoulder oh, and patting me and giving me a rub. see that again. moment on the... It's all right, dude. Yeah. And it's just so... It's so... That's what I love about the drunk cast. And again, I've said it before. Same with the reason I chose you or approached you as as the producer mm. with Chris and Stu the reason I chose them for that is I know that they will get drunk and act like fucking idiots but I also know that their core they're good people yeah. so any subjects yeah. we get onto will, will be good it's, it's this is gonna sound like a really weird tangent but as a teen I used to read a lot of of, of Dr. Timothy Leary or Professor yeah Timothy yeah, yeah, Leary yeah. and it was after reading him that I did acid for the first time. And his big, big belief there was, number one, that acid is just, it allows you to see things that are there, but we can't see them. It's just how we interpret light reflect, refracting off things. Yeah, like lifts the blah, veil. Blah, 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 blah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his argument was, you only have a bad trip if you don't, in your core, truly be- 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 believe that this is as real or unreal as anything else, and it's all fine, and mm. it's all... S- safe and one of the reasons i don't do acid now is i know at my core i think a little bit of that is hippie bullshit but at the time i knew in my core it was fine it's why i think i never had a bad trip yeah and it's comparable here that i know at their core i know chris and Stu aren't gonna suddenly come out with nah but you know (laughs) i've not got a problem with gays but you know I, i i know they've got the right or not the right the that seems unfair. Let's say I know they've got a system of beliefs that align with mine so we can speak comfortably. And yeah. if there is any areas where we don't cross over, we will discuss it respectfully. And, it, and it's tricky um, as well. Even when we're wankered. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, it's almost like you're sort of running a race without any shoes on over broken glass because you're already starting yeah. at a bit of a deficit because you're drunk. So that's when you're yeah. really like vulnerable and exposed. But it's and... the appeal. And again, I know I kind of, I do a bit of a David Lynch and I over-intellectualise things after the fact, but um, I always throw sh- shade on on Lynch. I don't hate him really, <laughs> he's amazing. But um, Brett, I, I love words of you, man. That, 
that, that that's the reason for the drunk casts because because the episodes like the refugee special or safe housing for women or Rutger Bregman they're going to be listened to but, but there's going to be a whole load of people who go ah oh, that's not my kind of thing mm. like that, that that sounds a bit heavy I don't want to listen to that so if we can approach some of the subjects discussed and l- learnt from those episodes yeah in a situation that is oh, me and my mates are going to get drunk, come along, yeah. then there will be a certain area of people who will tune in for that that wouldn't tune in for the episodes with another one I know. It was the two episodes with Jordan Gray. Yeah. Are a beautiful little bit of marking of the movements in society. Definitely. With respect to trans community, my developments, because that first episode, I'm literally learning for the first oh, yeah, yeah, time, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's come about up, trans that's people come up, like, and about the trans community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then through, through consecutive yeah. or through episodes down the line. I mean, yeah, like yeah. You, you, you're often saying like you're, you've checked yourself on that one. And I went in blind yeah. and was like, so, and Jordan was amazing. So the two episodes to bookmark each other yeah. with Jordan and to look at Jordan's career as well over yeah. that there, that's a fascinating pair of, of conversations. But yeah, I know that Topics like that can come up in the drunk cast as well, and it won't get horrible. As I said, it's not that we agree on yeah. everything. Me and Chris, in particular, have disagreed on a few different dr- drunk casts, but yeah. it never gets unpleasant. It's always r- r- respectful when we give each other time and, and space. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess one risk is that people would listen to that one and they might think, oh, this, you know, three blokes drunk. Maybe it's like a men's rights kind of like one yeah. of these kind of things. But yeah, at, yeah. at best, they might tune in and then like, oh, oh, okay, they might, you might shift a bit of their thinking on it or, or on, yeah, on certain yeah. issues and things like that. So that, that'd be cool because, I mean, you do, you, you talk about you know there's the stuff like MMA there's like you know scraps yeah. people have gotten into so there's a bit of the stuff for this sort of you there's know, a bit of that as well yeah. well that's it that's why that was a good point of I used to struggle with the drunk cast I know a lot of people earlier were like why would I want to eat you and your mates get drunk and I'm like number one you probably don't. Yeah. But number yeah. two... Yeah, you're not saying... It's like, not really about no, that. No, no, no. It's, it's really, a, really important that you hear this and it's crucial. So in, you need to hear yeah, this. Yeah. Like in in, to be a rounded listening experience, you must listen to me getting progressively drunk over five hours talking to my mates. Yeah. And if you exactly. don't like that, then it's don't listen. <laughs> yeah. It's not, nothing like that. But yeah, but how are they... I was going to move on, but yeah. how are they for you? Because I know that you <laughs> have to receive... a. F- fuckload of files they the drunk cast always take me the whole of the next day to convert yeah. because as we've discussed i need to get a new desk thing this desk thing i've got the reason i've stuck with it is it's so reliable because there's no computer involved it's all i'm gonna just it does it let thing. me just just get one of these that's all i need, need. yeah i really Zoom i really six. need to that will answer all of your problems because as said this one the converting because it doesn't it's got a memory card in it, but that memory card, it doesn't record them as WAVs or AIFFs or whatever it's called or anything. So you have to convert them from that into WAVs to then upload and send to you, which means... That's what worries me and like that freaks me out so much because this, the, the thing I'm recording on now is just recording as a WAV file. Yeah. But you're recording as a file that I'm, I don't, I don't even know what it records as, but the fact no you have to convert idea. it is like, if the power goes out on your machine while you're converting it, yeah, it's, it's scary, toast. It? So yeah, that's why I'm a bit concerned. You know sometimes. what? Today, 
in honour of the of the five hundredth episode, gonna I'm going to order a new a new desk thing. Hey. So I'll get that Zoom one that's got four inputs or whatever. Yes. Right, that will eight I'll, six. I'll figure it out. Let's do it. Oh, I'm so I'll happy that. that we've we've made some real progress today. I think. But yeah, we, me and Chris and Stu have talked about post-drunk cast anxiety of worrying if we've said anything offensive or whatever else. What kind of anxiety do you get as those <laughs> files start to come in? Because again, it's also a tough one because although there's three mics, yeah. we're in a small room. So we're all in each other's mics. I know when I had to check for something recently, I thought I'd found my mic and then, then Whiffin's voice started booming. I was like, oh, right. Uh, that's just how clearly I pick up on Stu's yeah, mic. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a... A bit of a mad one. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can talk about the... Well, I can talk about it in two ways, like the my personal response to them and the tech response yeah. to them. So go, go. And the first one is like... So normally with, with your regular interviews and chats, like you send me your file and then you send me the guest file. And mm-hmm. if the guest file is sounds really difficult to use or there's like... It sounds... You know, there's loads of weird stuff happening with it and it's unusable. Mm-hmm. I'll use the Zoom file. Um, yeah. And then I can... And there's normally a backup either yeah, way. Yeah, even yeah, if yeah. I'm recording in person, I'll, I'll normally have a backup on the desk for, for that at least can yeah. be... Yeah, there'll be, uh, yeah, there'll, there'll, be, yeah, there'll be options. So with the drunk cast, um, one thing I don't do is, because there's so many of them, I don't go through it in as meticulous detail as I would normally because mm-hmm. it... It would just take such a long time, and I know it's quite it's a fucking hours. Yeah, so it's and it's quite a sort of of the moment thing. And because you're all picking up off each other's mics, if I edit one bit out of here, then it will still come through in the other mics. So then I've got to make yeah. like three decisions all the yeah. time, and then yeah. So yeah. so I'll just make a rough mix of it all and then edit it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean there there are some things that I do edit out because I again, as you said, like I I know that you're all decent people and you're not mm-hmm. there's no there's there's no honesty in any of the sort of random you know banter or whatever it is yeah that, that but you equally might, yeah m- mates getting drunk and chatting are the exact people who try and push the boundaries of what's acceptable well, to say yeah so but the most of all but i mean i can also say that anything that i've cut out i mean i don't want to make people think you're saying really really heavy nasty things. stuff it's not that but what i'm saying is if there's anything that might be misconstrued and misinterpreted or taken out of context, yeah. I'll cut it because yeah. like, I, there's yeah. no point because I don't want you to... It's not like an expose piece on you yeah. three <laughs> lads talking. It's like, no, 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 it's not about that. I can cut that and then yeah. nobody's going to notice. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, from a tech point of view, that's one thing. That's my approach on that. And also, like, I can't always edit out Chris... Uh, sorry, Stu, Stu... <laughs> It's always Stewie and Chris. He's like, <laughs> like you can hear him sort of, like, and, he'll, and he'll do this as well. <laughs> It'd be a really loud <laughs> breath, and I can tell it. I can tell from his nose that it's him breathing. And and That's and then I, I'm listening to it afterwards. And I'm like, oh shit, I, I should have edited it. And I, I, I'm not having a go at Stu at all. Like, he's he's got so many podcasts out and he's amazing but yeah that that's like one of the tech things that that i sometimes just wish i could sort out. <laughs> I love it. but um but for, yeah for, from a, from a personal response like yeah w- when i first heard it it was i think it was a, i found it a little bit like coarse and a bit raw because mm. mm. from going from like a few podcasts where it was just you talking to somebody uh like yeah, yeah adam buxton was the first one i did 
So you chatting to him is quite a sort of, you know, it's like a nice kind of back and forth. I know he's funny. I know you're like, you're you're funny and you're also good at talking to him because you know him. Yeah. And then when it came to editing the drunk cast, it was sort of like, it sort of, you know, blew my hair back a bit. And I was kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. This is a very different thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I knew as well, just out of context, the context of it was fine and you weren't being offensive. But, and it, it also, I, at the time, again, I was in Laos and I felt, I always felt a bit, a bit jealous because it's like, oh, Pip's hanging out with his mates and all drinking and having fun. And I've got to listen well, to him having say, fun. I was say, you've, you've been there kind of when the drunk cast was born as such because yeah. it was born out of the club night it was yes. it was born out of me Stu and Chris hanging around outside Lizards yeah, yeah. Or on the car home or whatever and you've DJed there a few times and hung out with us all yeah. so yeah that's kind of but I was never involved in the, you've been I was never involved in the banter what would happen at We Are Lizards is that I would turn <laughs> up if I was DJing I'd DJ chat to you mm-hmm. um, maybe chat to Amy Bullman Mama Mama yeah. fame and then maybe chat to Warren and if Orpheus was there, it'd be me and Orpheus standing under the speaker talking about rap music. And that would be yeah, the extent yeah. of my yeah. social interaction at We Are Lizards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drinking, yeah. of course, but like, yeah, it, I wasn't I wasn't yeah. that kind of like... Distance, I, love I mean, it. now it's like, I'll, I'd be on the dance floor for sure. Like, I, I totally yeah. would. And I would have done it back then, but uh, I don't know. I just, it was always something a bit sort of, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I feel you. I've I've only ever danced in the DJ booth at Lizards. Mm. Even though I've enjoyed some of the best nights I've ever had there, I've never been going and having it on the dance floor. Because I'm like, no, I ain't ain't that guy. I'm not comfortable enough. I I mean, I think nowadays I don't care as much. And I think back then it was like, yeah, but I don't... This song, I don't normally... I don't even like put my head to this song. And it's like, I'd be so kind of like... (laughs) Ah, just annoyingly like by the book and a bit sort of like purist but yeah that's that's gone now I don't give a fuck anymore (laughs) you've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces there we go. This is the voice of producer Buddy Peace talking to you now. This is not Scroobius Pip. Pip issued me the challenge or task of outroing part one of this 500th episode of Distraction Pieces. Spectacular. And um, he has also issued me the challenge of introing the second part, which you will hear not long after this one. And uh, I could have left it a surprise, but I thought that could be a little bit jarring after this many episodes of hearing Pip uh, intro every single episode. So that's your heads up. Consider that your fair warning. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and assuming that you're going to listen to the next one um, because it was just it was an absolute delight talking to Pip and knowing that you would be listening to this conversation too of course um, but I, I don't really get to talk shop a lot with Pip about this sort of stuff and um, I mean as you can tell like we we could have gone into you know we could have spent at least five or ten minutes on every single episode and that amounts to a lot of minutes if we'd have done that. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the page of notes that I had was above and beyond the call of duty. It was, it started out as like, I started in the middle. I wrote, I wrote distraction pieces podcast. I wrote buddy piece notes. I wrote the date. I wrote the episode. And then from there on out sprawled pure chaos. 
in the form of line after line of thoughts and notes and questions and dates and stats and all that business. So yeah, it, it was it was a deep one. Um I, I like to think we'll come back to it again soon as well, because it, it definitely feels like something worth celebrating. I know a lot of podcasts just kind of like skate over whatever sort of you know, round numbers they have. I know some podcasts have gone beyond like 3,000 episodes or something like that. But I mean, that, that's not the point. The point is on, on this one, the whole sort of Distraction Pieces team and everyone involved in it has been pretty much involved since the, you know, since day one. I remember the first day Pip went for his first recorded interview, uh, or well, I, I call them chats with uh, Russell Brand. And um, that was off the, I think we were doing the speech development tour with um, B. Dolan and it was me and Warren as War and Peace. And I was doing solo bits, bookending it, I think. Yeah, and I remember him going to record the first episode. And I mean, that really, that doesn't seem like long ago at all. And even before that, like, yeah, Pitt was doing the XFM beatdown show, which was sort of a mix of We Are Lizards in a way combined with distraction pieces so it was a natural progression from all of that I think and it just seems like a an effortless journey throughout like to get to episode 500 is just sort of it just feels like it's been not I won't say easy but like it's been um just really enjoyable and satisfying and yeah loads has happened lots of little kind of exciting moments and I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you've got your own memories from from certain episodes. So, yeah, um, just really nice to share it all with all of you listening. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Don't get to say that often enough. Anyway, we will come back to all of this and much more in part two of the Distraction Pieces, episode 500, spectacular, special milestone episode. So, yeah, catch us in part two much more of this kind of stuff to come and um yeah really look forward to catching you there so until next time which isn't far away ta-ta